Hello, hello everybody. How is everybody doing? I am alive and kicking. Uh, today's date is December 21st. My name is Mohammed. Welcome to this podcast. Hopefully it's a, uh, an informative uh, podcast, not, a, not an entertaining podcast. That's not my goal. Today's quote, never lose yourself to find others. Uh, there was one before it. I actually said I wanted to. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty nice, nice quote. Um, today, uh, like I predicted, update in in Sudan and honor why not? Uh, today, like I predicted, volumes have gone up, upward, and upward into a massive degree. Uh, I'm recording this at 7.40 p.m. And in total, I've done 250 parcels. Now, some of you would be like, how the fuck did you do this? Let me even awe you, you know, amaze you by what I've done today. I've done 140 parcels in Belleville, and the rest is in Kingston. So, imagine what you could do. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 routes in between both stations. Each route is a minimum 150. The maximum amount of packages in one of the routes is 192 parcels. Actually, I apologize. It's 202. Thomas have 202 parcels. Damn! And... Uh, I started in Belleville. I started at uh, 8. Uh, I started my first parcel delivery at, at uh, 8. Uh, no, at 10. I finished uh, 140 parcel at 2. And I immediately from 2, I went to the warehouse because I had a few things or whatnot. I drove immediately uh, to Kingston. And then I helped one of my drivers, uh, Thomas. I took 60 parcels from him. I finished them, and I immediately went to the second driver, and I took the la- uh, 40 from him uh, because he had to pick up his kit from daycare. It was 5.30 at that time. So I went and picked uh, picked up the rest from him. He had the baby at home. I can't, I can't ask him to get out. He can't get out with the baby home. So I went to actually help him out, uh, and I took the rest. Today, I can tell you for a fact, we had a lot of packages. We had a lot of parcels today. And I'm assuming tomorrow we're going to have another load. A big load. This is not going to be fun for anybody. Oh my god. This is when I say this is our full capacity. I can tell you guys this is our full capacity. We are at the full capacity of our team. Oh my god, but it's not going to go any further than this because we know the warehouse can't withstand this and uh based on our contract we can't take more than 10% of what's the capacity of the warehouse can do. And right now we're at almost <laughs> Today we technically took 
about 20% of the warehouse capacity. So I don't know how is he, how the station manager will report this, but I can tell him for a fact if we didn't take the 20% of the capacity, we would he would have had a lot of returns. Uh, but it's a, it's a good decision he made. But I'm happy we helped him out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today was a rough day. I'm tired. My arm is really killing me, and I am killed literally. Uh, and, like, even though I did, like, 252 parcels today, I can tell you for a fact that I've done more than this before. I've done the maximum number, if I do recall, and if my memory was correct, uh, it was 305. 305 parcels in one day. And that's not using a van. That's not even using a cargo van, that's not using a minivan, or a Dodge, or a Sprinter, or any of that sort. That's literally using a sedan. Sentra, Nissan Sentra, 2015, that was my first car I've ever bought. I was using my Nissan Sentra 2015 uh, at that time. And I'll be damned. Man, I did, if I do recall correctly, I did 130 on that day for my own route. I finished it. I went to help another person. I, I, I took about 100 from him in one area. I finished it. And then I took another a little bit 80 or 40 or something like that. I don't remember what was it. But I did in total that day was, uh, and it was on a Sentra. People used to look at me as like, how the fuck did you use a Sentra in fucking deliveries? And I had like, on the Sentra, I had like Sears XM. I was like, <laughs> I was jamming it. Like my Sentra, I remember they were, uh, mine is the, is the, you know, open roof, whatever. Uh, SV, I think it's called. And I even asked for the, for the Bose upgrades on it. Because I cannot... For the life of me, I cannot and I will not have a car that have a standard speaker. Sorry, I love my music. I love my podcast. I love my, my, my listening, my ears. I love my ears. And for the heck of me, if you give me a standard Base on the car or a stand, I will I'll freak out. Even the a Chrysler, the Pacifica that I just bought, I'm gonna actually change this the the fucking head the fucking speakers on it. I am doing it. I just need the time to do it because it, I think it came with a standard. I can tell it came with a standard. You, like you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Bose on it or something. I don't know. I just, I'm still working on it. Like, but <sighs> life is good. Sorry, I'm just so tired today. I am so tired because I, 250 parcels is a lot of parcels. Ah, uh, and I really don't know what am I what am I gonna be talking about for the next uh, t uh, 25 minutes or. Is it 22 minutes now? Yeah, 22 minutes. 
one of the things that I am very, 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 very five hours at the warehouse in AM. Wow. Ooh, that's what they did. Apparently, they, the Kingston station was short in staff. I didn't know that. Okay, so they were short in staff. And what happened is they asked the driver to come in to do sorting. Oh, and he got five hours rate. Oh, so he got an hourly rate from them. Nice. How much is the hourly rate? The hourly uh, rate. Uh, I don't see it. But apparently they're they're getting more money from just helping out in the sorting. That's good. That's good. That's a good deal for them. Uh, again, the dra- um you notice when you're when you're driving for any uh, business partner with an Intelcom uh, car, uh, you as a driver, uh, you have uh, two bosses because your contract is with two companies. Your contract is with Intelcom, and the other contract is. Ooh, $25 per hour. Man, that's so cool. They're getting $25 per hour for every deli- uh, sorting hour they spend. Damn, that's so cool. I need to get that money. $25 an hour, and he did five. He just, he just, he just did 100 par- uh, 125 That's so cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't ch- they don't take the uh, the uh, taxes off of it and pension and why not because whatever. Uh, okay, so yeah, so when you're working as a driver for Intelcom or any of their partners, uh, you are technically doing you have technically two contracts. One contract is with uh, Intelcom itself. Uh, so when you create your driver ID and with all of that stuff, you are agreeing to their, you know, contracts and terms of conditions and why not. And then they will give you a driver ID. Uh, when you are working for a BP, BP normally, or business partners that are working with Intelcom normally don't have a contract for you. But what they will do is they will create a uh, uh, amendment. Is it amendment? You know that uh, extra document that you would have on a on your regular contract, like when you have a real estate uh, purchase and sale agreement, you have uh, a Schedule A or Schedule B and have conditions on it. Yeah, so that's that's what happens with the uh, with the uh, beautiful uh, BPs, right? Now. Life is amazing, and when you are okay, so now that we I got that 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 part out that the driver would have those two contracts. What the the reason why I wanted to talk about is because today I had a uh, an argument, not an argument, but more or less educational. Uh, or, or I can say uh, uh, a healthy debate on something. Now, the job 
of a of a an intercom supervisor is to supervise not necessarily order drivers around right because drivers do not technically work for intercom drivers are hired by the business partner so and the business partner is responsible for relaying intercom processes and practices and procedures so the business partner is responsible for training enforcing a processes right intercom is responsible of supervising parcels not drivers so I mean when I say supervising parcels meaning they want they need to make sure that the parcels are being attempted they can't they can't tell the drivers you know you need to attempt this you have to attempt this no they cannot they are supposed to come to the BP and then talk to, to you know tell them that this is this is what happened technically they're not even supposed to talk to the BP they're supposed to tell the station manager what's happening and the station manager will relay the information to the BP that's that's the line of communication but majority of the station managers don't really follow that line of communication they actually just let the supervisors communicate with the BP right um, but this is what happened like for example uh, if someone wants you know a driver wants a parcel to be uh, reassigned to them they contact the supervisor directly because this is a manipulation of parcels and that's what the supervisors supervise they supervise the parcels now delivering the parcels uh marking it uh, uh unassigned right they there's procedures in which basically a driver have to say you know i cannot deliver this parcel or i don't have access to this building you know you have to follow a procedure of some sort and that procedure is outlined for every driver to be trained and it's the responsibility of the bp to enforce these procedures on the drivers it is not the responsibility of the supervisor. The supervisors will create a report basically saying this driver, blah, 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 did not do the following procedure on this particular package. Please advise. And then the BP or the supervisors of the BP will look after this and actually make sure that the driver does it before the end of the day. Like, I have drivers that you know they wanted they they delivered parcels all the way to like 8 p.m. and they can't deliver let's say uh, seven parcels and not to mention some stations what they will do is they will uh, try to force a failure on a driver in which they will charge the driver for not completing a route or not attempting a route and and majority of time all the drivers they want to avoid that they want to avoid the fact that uh, hey you're not attempting these parcels right and it's the supervisor's job to make sure all of them have been attempted right it's basically everything on delivering the parcel is the part of responsibility of the driver anyway so I have some drivers who would want it to let's say uh, they they needed to get off of this uh the the road because of personal reasons and they only have like 10 parcels left and 
they cannot go to the supervisors and tell them, hey, I, I, I need to get off of the road, personal, whatever. The supervisor doesn't care because that's not, that's not their problem. And then if you return it back to them, they'll just mark it as end-of-the-day carry in which the driver will get charged for failing route. When they come to me and they tell me they are doing that, I let the drivers know all of these parcels are your responsibility. You're responsible of calling, you're responsible of attempting, you're responsible of delivering. If you're not able to deliver, you're going to attempt. If you're not able to attempt, you're going to call. Now, I tell that person or that driver, if you don't want to deliver those 10 parcels, fair enough. And this happens literally when you're missing parcels as well. Like you're missing parcels at the warehouse and then the warehouse will be like, you have to come back to get it. Which in any case, you, it's, it's not enforceable on you because you didn't scan it. But if you scan it, then you are. You are forced to go back. The, what it means by scan it, it means that you have physically had it in your hand and you have physically misplaced it as a driver in the warehouse. So it's your responsibility to come back and pick up what you misplaced. That's how they look at it, right? So when that happens, I always tell the drivers, you know what? You're responsible of the parcels. Nobody will help you with this. But I do recommend you this. I do recommend you to call every person on that list of stops that you have, all of those 10 guys. Call them and let them know that you won't be able to be delivering those parcels today. We will be attempting it for tomorrow. Majority of the time, people are very, 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 very understanding when you call them and let them know we're not able to deliver it today. And we will be attempting it tomorrow. Right? And some of them will say, yes, a lot of them, actually, majority of the time when I did it, um, they will accept it. They will accept it. Like, rarely I've ever found anybody will say no, except one person. And until today, I can't forget it. She bought vitamin. She bought vitamin. And she called Amazon to base and lied at, um, at uh, the staff. Uh, by saying that this is a medicine. It's a... It's a... D. D vitamins. Vitamin D. Supplement. Man, people, what they go through. But, yeah, I had a driver who actually couldn't deliver that parcel, that one parcel... Uh, because his, uh, his, uh, if I do recall, his father was admitted to hospital for, uh, uh, wasn't sure, but it was a, a chest burn. And what we did is, uh, we let the station manager what's happening with the situation. We did the phone calls to let everyone know, or all the clients or the customers that they're not going to be receiving their parcels today. They're going to be receiving it tomorrow. We'll be scheduling it out for tomorrow. And then 
one one of the customers once she had that phone call and she agreed by the way the first phone call she called intercom back and she said to the customer service representative she, she said that this is a medicine for her by law it, first of all uh, we as a Amazon delivery drivers and Amazon Amazon cannot give you any medicine any prescribed medically proved medicine and because of the law she stated uh, it is a medicine it becomes a high priority not only it becomes a high priority it doesn't matter who delivers it it needs to be delivered today and ASAP it doesn't matter who like I remember that day very clear because not only like one person had to uh, drive from their home and I remember Intercom I think paid like two or the station manager paid about $200 for someone to come in just to drop off one parcel and I, and I feel I feel very lucky for that person because he got $200 to just drop off one parcel and it's a lousy one pound I think it's a little bit less, more than one pound it's like a very very small packet actually I don't know if it's a no sorry it's you know the bottle the 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 jasmine the jasmine the vitamin D whatever I don't know how, how much is it but it's how much like the weight of it but it's just annoying because that that particular what's it called that particular package is not like you can lie all day long people but come on why why would you lie to make it a medicine man? Uh, nice at 8 p.m. right now everybody almost done we have I'm not worried about them at all okay they're good they are very good uh, we have only three drivers left one of them I'm pretty sure he's done right now so I'm probably have only two I'll give them an hour and they'll be done wait ooh I need to double check on Shay I need to cut out I need to get out double check on Shay later because uh, he yeah, have 59 it's eight it's almost uh, nine so it's gonna take him a while for him to finish okay um, so yeah we have we have a lot of weird like weird event like we started like, why would you do that don't don't lie but majority of time they would actually uh, let you go and you would avoid that uh, that extra charge there's, there's no point of it I know a lot of drivers will be frustrated about it like why would I need to call that isn't that customer service I do understand your point it is technically customer service it is what customer service have to do but it's in your hand I mean you can take the whole route call everybody on that route and let them know you you, you don't want to work today you just let them know that uh, they won't be getting their parcel today and they'll be getting it tomorrow and we technically did that before we lost a we lost a driver 
and we just make the phone call. The whole route was not uh, uh, was not next day carry. Every person on that uh, every stop, sorry, every stop on that uh, route was being called and letting them know that there is no driver available uh, and uh, the part the parcel will be attempted tomorrow. Is that okay with them? For the ones that let's say I don't I don't remember anyone that said no, but if if in case someone says no, I need it today, right? Because Christmas sometimes people want to have things today. You know, I would have just picked up the car and dropped it. It's just it would have been like you know two or three parcels. It wouldn't be bad, right? But majority of people, when you let them know as a driver that you know. Uh, it cannot be delivered today. It'll be delivered tomorrow. You saved yourself a lot of trouble. I mean, you you can you always can say, this is not your job. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be delivering par- parcels. I totally understand. And at the same time, in corporate world, responsibilities always goes down. And you are at the bottom of the of that list as a driver. You are at the bottom of that list. And because I'm doing it with you, I'm doing doing driving around, delivering around, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually at the bottom of that list and I'm delivering it for you. And I understand like people will say, okay, I don't get paid for trying it out. Well, that's that's uh, that's the downside of it. It's either you get charged for failing or you de- you make those phone calls, right? It's a du- it's it's I know it's it's not fair for a lot. I don't know a solution for it, and we can't go on an hourly rate because even if even let's say we go on hourly rate, right? Some of these drivers are making sixty per hour. How can you justify that? Like today, I did 200 parcels. 200 parcels in, what, eight hours? Yeah, in eight hours. 250, let me see. I'm just gonna open up a quick calculator. So 250 divided by eight, that's about 30 uh, parcels an hour. If I'm doing 30 parcels an hour, that literally means I am being paid Per rate, $37.80. $37.80 per hour. How do you want me to justify paying a person with 30? Infocom is not even paying me that. They used to pay that, but they're not paying uh, that much. And trust me, if I take people off off of the uh, contract position into a salary position, majority of them will refuse. Well, majority of them, first of all, they will refuse to transfer the salary because majority of them don't care about pension and they don't care about paying income tax. They don't want to pay income tax and they don't want to pay a pension. It's the, it's, it's the perspective of some of the drivers we have. I mean, I understand a lot of drivers out there, you'll be like, oh, you have to have a pension. You have. To. By the way, we have a union. Uh, 
So that's that's not an issue, you know. But you have to have pension. You have to have steady income, you know, whatever, whatever, right? I totally understand. Uh, they have to, the drivers, you know, with a salary have to stay eight hours, right? Our drivers don't stay eight hours. We have drivers who only stay five hours and go home and make the same amount of money. So it's either you tie them up in, in time or, you know, by putting them on an hourly rate or you leave, you leave it flexible. And, you know, you have drivers who wants to work more to make more money. So we have drivers to come back. Like I had driver coming back and get more parcels from other drivers. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double like you won't eat, there is no right answer or wrong answer for this. I always, I wanted to give an hourly rate for drivers, but at the same time, how would you know the drivers would perform the same performance when they are uh, doing uh, on, uh, on a, uh, you know, per parcel delivered? You know, how would you, how would you expect the same uh, what do you call it, the same performance, you won't, I know that for a fact because uh, some uh, couriers will only require you as a driver to do 80 parcels a day, and you have to do 80 parcels, uh, trust me, 80 parcels are pretty easy to finish, especially like with the FedEx system, it's pretty fast, majority of the drivers don't do it. Some 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 people would do a uh, hundred. I don't. I think FedEx do a hundred and twenty. I don't know, but we have a lot. We do. I can tell you for a fact, our drivers do a lot more parcels uh, in comparison to other uh, couriers. That's for sure. Uh, or Intelcom, sorry, not our Intelcom drivers in general. I need to rephrase that. I apologize if today I had a low energy and I didn't have a topic to talk about. Uh, but this is was something I had a I had a concern about. You know the, the you know supervisor's position and driver's position, who works under who and why not. It's just because I had this conversation with someone. They were arguing about. Uh, you know, one driver uh, made a delivery into a wrong address, and what happened is the person who lives on that address took the car, took the package and delivered it to the correct address, but the customer called Intelcom and told them, "Hey, uh, this parcel was delivered to the wrong address," and then they forced that package back into the driver, even though it was delivered. And it's the responsibility of the driver again which is the the sad part which customer support should have done from the beginning before they send that email uh call the customer and verify if it's there with them now and some customers don't even call back and because they don't call back it will be considered lost by carrier and when it's considered lost by carrier intelcom will charge the driver the amount uh, of the value of the parcel to the driver so if it's like a hundred bucks guess what that driver just lost a hundred bucks in any case and this is why i'm trying to avoid all of this stuff because i want to keep people 
I, I'm tr I'm trying my best to actually keep the let the driver keep the money in their pocket instead of losing it. Who am I? Is the possibility of leadership for leaders sharing, caring, and wealth. And I apologize for my low uh, energy today, it's just because I'm tired, uh, traveling, delivering, and just operating today. You guys have yourself a great night. Take care.